Hello everybody, Paul Jancarella here from Profits and Success, here to bring you another episode of Marketing Motivation, that's the new podcast name, and we're having a good time, you know, we really are, although I am a little chilly right now. I made a vow to keep off the space heater until at least November 1st. I did that for the house, too. My wife was in agreement with that. Uh, and because we have oil heat, and it can be a bit expensive these days. But anyhow, I held off with my space heater until yesterday. November 3rd, so beat it by a couple days, so to speak. But it's one of those things, I was upstairs eating lunch with my wife at the house and just had that chill. And she's like, well, you drink that cold water. I said, well, what do you want me to put the water? You know, lay it on the counter? You know, <laughs> got to put it in the fridge. It's, it's a, you know, it's more of a organizational thing than it is a, uh, a food preserve, so to speak. But anyhow, um, I have the space heater on. It's nice. I'm getting warmed up. And I want to warm you folks up with a few things uh, that I have been privy to as far as some quotes and some Darren Hardy um, deals, so to speak. Deals is the right word. It's more of uh, episodes for him. But Even if you're on the right track, you'll get run over if you don't move. You know, and that's happened to me actually a few times in my life. I was on the right track. I I was going in the right direction, but I didn't act. I wasn't moving. Didn't have any action. Uh, And that was a quote from Will Rogers. So, there you have it. Uh, Will Rogers was a multifaceted actor, cowboy, and an Oklahoman individual. If you spend your whole life waiting for the storm, you'll never enjoy the sunshine. And that's the truth. When's it going to rain? When's it coming down? we got to prepare, get the rain, you know, and... uh, You need to stop and smell the roses, is what that's kind of alluding to as well. If we understand more, we may be able to fear less. I thought that was pretty good. I forget where I I got that one. I don't know if it's something I paraphrased. But if we understand more, we may be able to fear less. And happiness is not ready-made. It comes from your own actions. You can act on happiness. You can decide on it. Most emotions also are decisions. You know, you can decide to be happy or not. But if you decide then make it happen on your terms. And Darren Hardy said yesterday, avoid becoming 
a one-hit wonder. Embrace pain as part of the process of growth. It's true. Success is a process. So we need to really embrace the pain, but not necessarily like it. You know, we endure it on the treadmill, whatever it is, the pain that we go through. That's part of the process of growth. Or in, in my circumstance, it would be, you know, the, the shrinkage of the gut is the process. You know, it's easy to win because most people can't last. They fade away, you know, whether it be a contest or uh, losing weight, you know, they, they fade away. And sometimes they fade away after a year, which is, they've made some good strides. So you, sometimes you have to, you know, get a feel of where your target is and what you want to do. And we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. Is that not phenomenal? You know, excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. It's true. That was Aristotle. And what we're looking at right now is, remember, overnight success takes about 10 years to develop. So in order for any one of us to become an overnight success, we generally need to develop 10 years of material and content and whatever, whatever else it may be. Um, the time you enjoy wasting was really not wasted. You know, and I said, let me think about that. Time you enjoy, you're enjoying the time wasting really was not wanted. Excuse me, really was not wasted. And I believe that. That was John Lennon. Do you know John Lennon would be 81 years old? Right now? This is crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And he was killed 40 years ago? 20, 41 years ago? Yeah, he was 40 years old. Crazy. The best way out is always through. You know, um, you need to, you're stuck in a door, you're stuck behind a locked door. The best way out is through either the door, the wall. I don't want to say up through the ceiling because in my case, it's a suspended ceiling with floor joists. You're not going to get too far from there. So... The uh, story that I have for you today is about the four oxen and the lion. And a lion walked onto the field where four oxen lived. And many times he tried to hunt them. But as he approached, they banded their tails together forming a bond to fend off, fend off attackers. Uh, they'd use their horns 
for budding in the tails for stability. The oxen were so proud that one day they ventured off to graze, each one by themselves, taking advantage the lion acted and put an end to all four oxen. Kind of a sad story. Um, the moral, united we stand, we stand, divided we fall. You know, is that not the, not the message here? It certainly is. If, if we need, excuse me, the moral to this story. Uh, yeah, there is a moral, believe it or not. United we stand, and divided we fall. And just because you fended off evil doesn't mean it won't return. So in other words, don't get too confident in your abilities. What you do together doesn't necessarily mean you can do by yourself. And there's no problem with um, strength in numbers, by any means. And if you want to change someone else, you truly want to change that person. Change yourself. It's true. It doesn't come overnight by any means. It might be works, uh, you know, actions in the making, so to speak. But no change happens overnight generally, but gradually moving toward goal. That's what it's all about right there. So if you want to change someone else... Change yourself. Okay, and what is blocking your success? You are you are your organization's greatest bottleneck. Period. Bottom line. The end. Well, I just spaced out there for a second, and I wanted to find out one other thing that we were looking at here. Um, what's blocking our success? The threat is not exterior. Those are the issues, yeah, they're not exterior. But you, but you got to look at your business. Your business is threatened by you. And there's three reasons. You are your organization's main constraint. What is your weakest link? Think about that. Find your, your one thing and write it down. I wrote mine down. Remove yourself from the neck of the bottle so there's no longer a bottleneck. And stop doing 90% of everything else you were doing. So what is my one thing that I do best and have a passion for? I would say transforming the lives of others by public speaking. 
you know, that's a tall order to transform a life. You know, that, uh, that's well over and above of helping them. So, you know, to say that I'm going to transform the lives of others, I better have a good, um, a good get-up, a good speech, a good story. And uh, I will certainly share that with you uh, at one point because I don't want that to necessarily get out, so to speak, and then kind of have it watered down. So, God made me who I am, and if I can't change it, I'll accept it. You know? And then Matthew Kelly says there's about seven lessons here that less is more. And the first one was less TV means more time to read. Not more time to eat junk food, but more time to read. Uh, something palatable, uh, something that you can, historical, something uh, motivational, improvement, self-improvement wise, you know, biblical in a certain regard. Um, that's, that, those are my motifs. Um, you know, you, you know what yours are. Uh, but don't be like reading Cosmopolitan and uh, People Magazine and such, you know, chasing the celebrities. Number two, less comparison equals more con uh, contentment. Number three, less stuff means more space. Number four, less talking means more listening. Not hearing, but listening. Fewer commitments leaves more time. Less complaining means more gratitude. And less clutter equals more clarity. I thought those were neat. You know, pretty um, to the point for the most part. And the other thing, at lunch, I asked my wife, there was kind of a pause in our dialogue usually which surfaces around the dogs or the kids kids that are young adults for crying out loud but anyhow i said to her i said what are some of the reasons you married me she said I said why you're doing some some talk i said maybe and she didn't respond i said i said are those reasons still valid to this day? And she said some of them. So I took that as a compliment because my wife's not uh, big on giving out compliments. She's big on giving out orders for the most part. But I do love her dearly. And I found out you know, the, the way that I'm, in a certain sense, preaching to you all that if you truly want to change someone else, you must first change yourself. 
Because as Jim Rohn said, said, God bless his soul, if you change, everything will change. It's impossible for it not to. You know, so uh, if I can bring out my best to my wife day in and day out, she will do the same subconsciously even, if not consciously. So there's hope in any relationship. Not that mine was really tailspinning, but I'm more like the woman in the relationship. You know what I mean? I need the affection. I need the, the positivity, um, the intimacy. You know, that's, that's big. And intimacy is, is important, but not so much um, sexual. It, intimacy is big. Uh, as far as the closeness, the bond, the uh, endearingness, the, the most difficult thing is the decision to act. The rest is merely tenacity. And that's Amelia Earhart. And lastly, how people treat you is their karma. How you react is yours. You know, I, I, I like that one. Um, I like that one a lot, which is, which is, which is a good one. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we're coming up on the weekend. So being that it's Friday, looking at my schedule right now, it does not appear that I have uh, many conflicts. But it's funny, with an, almost an empty calendar, you, you can find a lot of conflicts and a lot of things to do besides your regular work. But if we only have a, a window of two hours to do things, we are so much more productive in those two hours. And that's, that's what's important. And, and that's kind of what Darren Hardy has stated in the past is, you know, be as productive as you possibly can. If that means one hour a day, so be it. But grow that one hour into two, into four into eight hours of productivity a day. Would that not be unbelievable? A full day of productivity? You know, you may be punching in for 12 hours, but the eight hours certainly is giving you uh, productivity in that regard. So, I guess with that said, I will check in with you all tomorrow. And in the meantime... Be well, stay well. We'll talk to you later.